Hello, people of Anchor. I'm Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, the place where Anchor gets an intimate look at its members of its community and the people around it. Hope you guys enjoy tonight's episode, and as always, each episode will be published every Thursday night. Thank you, and enjoy. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast. Episode 11. Brian over at the My Mental Download Anchor Station. And without further ado, I'm going to let Brian introduce himself. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Brian over here at My Mental Download. I, uh, I'm very excited to be on tonight. I, awesome. uh, I, I have been on the app uh, since uh, the middle of June, I'd say. Uh, and it has, been a, it has been a wild ride the last few or four months or whatever it has been. Absolutely, Brian. I think for all you Anchor users, it's been a crazy four months with the app changing and developing for sure. So I'm glad Brian took the time out of his day to come on the show. All right, Brian, we're going to switch over to question one here. Uh, As you guys know, 10 questions plus one with Brian. Question one, Brian, this is the most famous question I give. Who told you about Anchor? You know, I uh, I was listening to a podcast called DLC. And one of the hosts, Jeff Kanata, he does newest, latest, best right here on Anchor. And he talked about how great Anchor was and how, uh, you know, it was going to change podcasting. And what I really liked when he was doing it is we were both at E3 this year. And for those who are unfamiliar, E3 is a uh, an event that surrounds video games where all the new games are being shown uh all at one time during one week in June in Los Angeles. And every time that Jeff would go see something, he would immediately, as soon as he came out, he'd give his hot take. So it was like three to five minutes of each game that he played immediately after he did it. So it wasn't like there was any, you know, he didn't have time to really think about it. It was just a hot take. And I really appreciated where that, what what that was. And I know I I don't want to, I don't want to get too much into a, uh, question that's a little bit later, but you know, it, it definitely showed me that this was something I needed to get involved in, and I I immediately signed up for an account. Oh, absolutely, and that's great that you you learn from a podcast. You know, just like pod, anchors a podcasting world, and you learn from another podcast. It's one of the most interesting stories how someone's gone on, other than you know uh, Gary V or you know just an influencer. That's that's pretty interesting, Brian. I'll say so myself. Yeah, yeah. All right, so question two, another Anchor question. This has kind of been inspired over the past couple of weeks. How do you view Anchor as a disruptive force in the podcast world? Yeah, and like I was saying, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to start bogarting uh, <laughs> exactly. information from this question, last question. <laughs> but uh, the barrier to entry is extremely low, and I know that um, you know Eileen over Eileen Smith over on uh, her show, she was talking about the difference between uh, say. Anchor and another platform, say, uh, like Zencaster. Mm-hmm. And while I like Zencaster because the barrier to entry is low for a guest, even though they have they have improved that greatly with the, you know, um, uh, call in with friends now, um, the barrier to entry for a person to start their own podcast is actually higher than you would think it would be because you have to find um, a way to record it. You have to find a place to host it. You have to find a way to get onto iTunes and to Google play music and all these avenues that anchor takes all the problems with that and just swipes it away. Right. So Mm -hmm. go out and you just start recording and a couple of button clicks later, you not only have an episode, you have an opportunity to get call-ins from other people, get feedback immediately then you press another couple buttons and your podcast is then created uh, like an entire episode podcast is then created and then put out onto iTunes for you. So everything from recording, which is cause when I, you know, I've been, re- I've been doing podcasts for a while, you know, I have an entire mic, you know, and a whole set, I have a whole setup here at my desk. Uh, they took that out by just having you use your phone. You know, I, I actually, you know, pay for Zencaster. I, you know, have hosting that I use for my, my regular podcast starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I had to go out and take care of all that. I had to sign up for iTunes. They took care of all that, and all I did was record something into my phone, pressed a few buttons, and boom, I'm on iTunes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this method is just so simplistic. Like, you don't have to go through the hassle of, oh, is this RSS feed going to work? Or, you know, does something fail? I, I like that. And I guess this is a quick follow-up question. What do you think What do you think Anchor can do to improve that? Is there anything you could see in the future where they can improve it even quicker? Or do you feel like – because they just had a recent update today. Uh, they added, you know, more descriptions. Do you see anything like maybe they would branch out to – not, obviously, they got Google Play and Apple, but anything else you would see they branch out to? Branch out to I, I, I so I think the, the what would I focused on the process. I think I'm not sure they can make that simpler, mm-hmm. but if they could get people to, um, you know, maybe they could. I, I feel like there's everything is all little tweaks. You know, um, mm-hmm. I was talking with a different user today about I would like to be able to prioritize the people on my dial like on my dial and okay. you know, and, and because I, I favorited so many people that I have trouble getting through everyone. And so I, you know, and, and I would like to have you a little higher on the dial rather than someone who I like because I favorited their station, but I would like them to be a little lower. And, and I don't mean any offense to that. Yeah. It's just that some people I have, I have a, you know, I feel a little closer to you than I do some of the other people that I favorite and follow. Um, but as far as the actual podcasting process, I'm going to say no. I mean, I, I think that they've, um, you know, I think they've really honed in on breaking down those barriers to entry. And I, th- I think they've done a good job at that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they, they, like I said, really, if we talk about the podcasting process, there's nothing like this. It's just so simplistic. And you're right, just just some minor tweaks to the app. And I think we'll be on a roll. So I absolutely really appreciate that, Brian, for you taking that quick thought and just kind of piecing it together and the follow-up too appreciate that yeah no problem all right so question three uh this is kind of a funny one here you know i know you have a kid but what is your favorite thing you do outside of social media so i know i'm supposed to say uh spending time with my family i know i'm supposed to say that but i'm not going to well (laughs) (laughs) that's all good (laughs) what i'm uh so video games uh i love i love playing video games i you know, it, to me, it, this is um, a hobby like anyone who would pick up playing the guitar or, you know, um, well, I guess it's not exactly like playing it because playing guitar, you can actually oh, yeah. in video games. You don't really create anything. But, you know, people who are really intense into watching movies or reading, uh, you know, graphic novels um, or whittling, you know, <laughs> I, I, if it was, you know, if it was 1892, you might be into whittling. And, uh, but I'm into, uh, I'm into video games. I actually do writing on the side. I, I do critical reviews, uh, for a website called coin uh, TV. And, uh, yeah. And I do my reviews there and, uh, have some videos up on their YouTube channel. And so, um, that is what I love doing. I love the, the whole narrative experience of being able to go in there and go through, uh, an interactive story rather than and be able to do stuff rather than just sit and watch a movie. And there's, not, I, I love movies, um, but there is something about doing a, you know, going through that interactive experience that helps, you know, that really, that, that, that gives me something, uh, something to look forward to each night. Absolutely. And, you know, it's good that you got a hobby because it, you know, focuses your mind on something you enjoy and your passion. So I really appreciate that. And as a quick follow up, to the uh, gamers out there what is your favorite video game currently uh so currently i am playing assassin's creed origins mm-hmm. uh i love the assassin's creed uh franchise and i'm very happy that they took it so they had gotten into this where they were putting out a game per year and they were wow. beginning to get stale uh so they actually took a year off last year and this is the game that has come out with you know they've now had two years to work on the game and it is excellent uh they've they've done a really good job it's set in uh, ancient Egypt. Wow. And so I'm learning, like, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm, I'm playing the game and in other games where it was, you know, about Renaissance period, Italy, or, uh, you know, um, industrial era, London, uh, it, you know, like during those things, like ones during the American revolutionary war, you know, like those are things that I have some, um, I have some understanding about, you know, like I, I've read his, you know, like done some history and all these things. 
And I'm realizing I know nothing about Egyptian, about ancient <laughs> Egypt. And uh, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. It's actually helping me grow that experience of like, I'm like, maybe this is something I should be looking into more because this is fascinating. It's kind of like, I mean, not to use this analogy, it's kind of like you're back in school. Like you're, you're learning, you're learning through a video game. And that's awesome. You yeah. know, I, I personally don't play them, but the one thing I do know is just the, the, like the augmented features, like just the graphics have been so, so it's, it's almost like real life. It's almost like you can touch it. And, any uh any graphic in particular you like about that game or just anything that pops out um for me I, so i have uh i have a huge love of history I, I really do um and the fact that i'm able to go back and sort of exp- experience an all i use the word alternate history like like, uh, like i mean you know like just yesterday i walked up and talked to cleopatra and i'm guessing that random <laughs> guy from you know rural you know egypt doesn't just get to randomly walk up to Cleopatra and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm guessing that didn't happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, so it just fosters that love of history that I have. No, that's awesome. I'm really, you know, video games. I mean, it's got, it's got so many negative things, but there's so many positives out of it. Like so history, learning, th- learning. For sure. There's actually, uh, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, um, like, yeah, no problem. I, so the, a few weeks ago on a, you know, Sunday morning talk show or Sunday morning political show. Yeah. One of those yeah. former Senator, um, Rick Santorum was talking about violence in video games. And I've actually done quite a bit of research on my own. And I wrote an entire article on this uh, about how there actually is no scientific data that supports that violence in video games has any effect on aggression in individuals who play those games. So, okay. Or or maybe I should rephrase it like this. The amount of time that your aggression, that any aggression is built up roughly is about 15 to 20 seconds. So, so all these people who go out and say, um, Oh, well they play violent video games. They shoot up the school. And you're like, well, so literally you would have to play a violent video game, get upset, and start shooting in the next 20 seconds. Otherwise, the aggre- they, they've proven that the aggression just dissipates over that after that time. So there is no scientific proof that video games cause violence in people. That's also I just learned something new. I didn't realize it was the first fifty. I, I knew personally. I don't believe. I don't believe video games are violent. even if they're violent. They're stress relieving. You know, yeah. people do so many hobbies because they want to. You know, let go and just relax in the day. And if video games the way I do it, that's good for them. I don't. I don't understand the whole claim of oh, I'm going to shoot the school up for violent video games. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. So I'm actually really interested. You brought that point up and. So very intriguing just to think if it's all as not as long as they settle in, they're fine. Any any video gamer. So really appreciate that thought, Brian. Yeah. All right. So kind of the back to the podcast world question for what was your first experience like in the audio and podcast world and what day like or what year did you start? Holy cow. Okay, so many, many moons ago, back in like <laughs> I'd say about two thousand six or so. Two thousand seven. Um, yeah, I, I was playing an MMO and uh, this will become uh, it's called puzzle pirates and this will become more important uh, very much late at the end of the episode. And, and you'll understand why when we get to that point, but uh, okay. And so I'm happened to be talking with a bunch of people I knew and they decided to start an internet radio station. Wow. Where we would play um uh, where we play like shanties and stuff for people who are playing the game could then turn on their internet, this internet radio station called pirate raid, R A I D and uh, listen to like us talk and pirate and do pirate shanties and, and, you know, and, and just play songs and whatever we wanted to play. It was just a, you know, like a free service that we were providing to the people who played the game. And uh, that's where I, really started getting into broadcasting. Um, so oh. I, I actually, I did like 80s music one night. I took requests one night. And on Sunday nights, I actually had a, a show that I ran every Sunday that was just about in-game politics. Wow. Yeah, so stuff that happened in the game, I would sit for like an hour, hour and a half, and I would just sit and talk about it. 
and people would call it and I call and they would, I would be in the game and they would show up at wherever I was in, in the world. Oh, like, wow. What do you think about this? And I talk about it on the, on, on the air. Well, that's pretty awesome. It's kind of like you were like, you were in control of everything. So yeah. I guess just a quick question. What was, what was, what was your favorite in-game moment? I guess kind of. So probably my, I mean, uh, my favorite, uh, at least from that game, my favorite moment was during in the forums, they were talking about uh, electing a governor for an island that, um, for a like a guild that owned that uh, they called flags there, uh, that uh-huh. owned the island. They didn't have anyone that wanted to be governor of this island, and there was a um, an election in the forums, and I won the election in the forums, much to the <laughs> oh, chagrin nice. of, of the other guy. But uh, yeah, so they uh, and I mean. <laughs> We made such a big deal out of it and made so much fun of it. Just, I mean, not make fun of it in, you know, um, you know, in a, in a way to devalue the position, but it was more like we made light of the situation and because the other person took it super seriously and we kind of, oh, yeah. we, we took a, a, a lighter approach, a lighter hand to the, uh, to the event. So that was, uh, you know, that was, it was just fun. Like we were just having fun. Um, but before we move on to the next question, I am going to say there was a moment before that that I was into broadcasting. When I was roughly four or five, oh I took my parents' uh, uh, tape deck, and which I didn't know at the time was extremely expensive, and I recorded fake interviews oh with boy. Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't, my parents don't have the tapes anymore, but oh, okay. apparently I did both my voice and their voice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so my very first guests were Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. All right, any Star Wars, any Star Wars fans out there on the Anchor Nation, um, make sure you talk to Brian about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I love Star Wars. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> that was good. I, I liked how you brought like that conversation. You know, it, it went from broadcasting pirates, you know, Star Wars. It's good though because that's what broadcasting's about. You know, it's not supposed to be structured. It's supposed well, to be fun. It's about, and taking, friendly. it's about taking the passions that you have and exactly. talking about them. And I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the great things about Anchor is you are able oh, to yeah. be passionate. And you know, because I hear people in their uh, passionate about you know their spirituality and people who are passionate about. Uh, living a healthy lifestyle and people who are passionate about cars and you know it's amazing like just the diversity of people that we have on here uh, oh yeah uh, and those people having those passions I, I just i i love it oh yeah you could it's endless i mean it's it's so endless and with every new user that's every new topic they're not having the same you know you might it's like a research paper you might think they have the same topic but there's just a little you know, a little sure. smidgen niche, and it, it's great. Everyone's finding their niche, and we're doing amazing things in the podcast world. And for your own experience, you know, just from 11 years ago, look what's happened now. Yeah. And look how far we've come. It's it's crazy for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially considering the FCC shut down internet radio because we were basically mm-hmm. playing – we were playing uh, copyright, you know, copyrighted music Copy- oh, yeah. for free over the internet with no licensing whatsoever. So – yeah, they shut that. They shut that down. <laughs> the original rule breaker, Brian. <laughs> uh, hey, I was right. on Napster back in the day. I admit it. Uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel you there, Brian. All right. <laughs> all right uh, thank you for the insight, for sure. So, question five, kind of shifting gears here, more of the uh, family mentality. How has family changed your mindset when it comes to just balancing your time between just social media, um, work, and just in general? Uh, it was, I, I will admit that, uh, you know, 15, 16 months ago when we had our, our child, Daria, she, uh, it changed everything about, so I would be just up to all hours playing video games and, you know, yeah. searching the internet and going down imager rabbit holes and, and, <laughs> and all, you know, like all the fun things that you, you know, that people who are, may not be as encumbered, uh, they can do. And, uh, I have found that. Uh, you know, Daria is my world now. And uh, yeah. when she cries at night, then that's, that's what I do. And uh, you know, so that means a lack of sleep and it means a lot less time to play games and watch TV. And 
Um, but it, it puts a lot, it puts a lot into perspective um, because you mm-hmm. take all those things that you were like, Oh yeah, man, I, I just don't, I don't have time for that. And you realize that you, you make time, you know, uh, for the things that are important to you, you make time. And exactly. And you know, video games are important to me. So I make time for that. My wife is important to me. I make time for her. My daughter is important to me. I make time for her. Anchor has become more and more important to me and I'm making time for it because that's what I want to do. And that means that I've, I've, I admit I've dropped some TV shows that I previously watched regularly and said, you know what? I would rather be listening to anchor and that, and that's what I've done. And you, so it's about making the time for the things that you want to do. No, that's a great point. I think, I think time management has become so overrated and overlooked in this day and age, but you need to, you know, you have to make time because that's the sacrifice of life. Yeah. And I guess, I guess just one quick follow-up question uh, on a daily basis. Like where do you have a balance, like a sheet, like an agenda of time for each of those things? Or you just kind of, as it goes kind of deal. Um, I, I tend to be a more as it goes, but that's just because that's how my, um, Gotcha. That's kind of how my personality works. Now, my wife is all about plans. So but, yeah. she has, you know, you know, I do this and then this happens and this happens. And um, now, mind you, with uh, the baby, when I when I have I have her most Saturdays and Sundays, you know, she when she needs to eat, she needs to eat. So like we have oh, schedules. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's definitely a OK, she ate breakfast at eight. Therefore, her lunch is at 11 and. Uh, you know, we got a built and then there's a nap after that. So we, you know, you kind of build your day around that. And that's, and that's something you, you learn very quickly is that you start, instead of it being your day, you start building your day around her or, or him, exactly. yeah. you know, your child's, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, whatever they, uh, we'll yeah, say yeah, sex. Yeah. Well, we'll say sex because they haven't actually identified their gender, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole okay. nother, that's, that's a whole nother concept, a whole nother episode. We'll talk some other day. Um, okay. but yeah, so you build, you build your time around them. And, uh, so I don't have person, I mean, like I have a Google calendar that has things that I'm doing yeah. in the future, but I don't have anything broken down quite that minutely. No, and that's, that's good though, because you rather take it spontaneous because you don't know what life's going to throw at you next yeah. second, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm better at, the, I'm better at adapting, you know, like my, like, uh, here, here's a perfect example. My wife. Uh, you know, she's going next weekend to DC to do a presentation and she oh, wow. will have like this, pro- this poster and everything broken down exactly what she wants to say at what time. And, and I'm more of a, okay, well, I have an idea of what I want to say. I kind of go through some of the concepts in my head and I'll just go up there and wing it because that's where I <laughs> wing it. Well, you know, but I, I don't mean, I don't mean wing, wing it meaning like would be like if you didn't have any idea. I mean, I go, oh, through, yeah. I go through the process in my head like, okay, I want to talk about this point. Even even this article, you know, like even you sent me these questions in advance and I have yeah. like one note jotted down for each thing because I wanted to spark something in my head because I wanted to sound natural rather exactly. than, yeah. um, you know, uh, it broken into a very schedule like scripted like yeah, scripted yeah. thank you that's the word yeah. i was looking for thank you um yeah, so no that problem. and that's where i feel like i shine a little better so that's kind of how i that's how i work that's how you roll and i like that you know you don't have to whether you're scripted you know scripted works good but you know just as well spontaneous because you know the both common ground so that's good it's good that you kind of take life as it is and not just look ahead too it's very appreciative right there yeah all right so qu- question number six this is um Interesting, you know, we'll talk a bit, a little bit about this. Uh, what is the most important message you do or say every day to have a successful day? So uh, yesterday I put up a, uh, a post, yeah, okay. a segment on uh, dealing with my depression. And yeah, that okay, is okay, so. something that um, it's something you wake up every morning and it's there. Uh, it's it's very it, – Sorry, I, I don't mean to, to fumble over my own words, but sometimes no, it's good, difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to get started on it, just because you're you don't know, like you don't want to bring people down, but at the same point, you want them to understand where you're coming from. So when I get up in the morning, like I, when it was really when my depression was really bad, and I have I have come a long way since this, but I would say about four years ago, 
Uh, yeah. There were actually days where I would stay up as late as I physically could Holy because God. I dreaded getting up the next morning. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's how much I did not want to wake up the next morning as I tried to, as I was just staying up just to stay up so I wouldn't have to go to sleep. So I wouldn't have to wake up in the morning. And, um, some of the things that helped me break that cycle, uh, was I got a new, um, you know, I got a new therapist who helped me see it in a different light, uh, you know, things in a different light. And I, I echoed a segment today from, um, from Simon says about, you know, looking into your counselor, you know, they call them counselors across the pond, but, you know, into your therapist and making sure that they're doing the best they can for you. Because I had gone to the same person for like three years and I wasn't getting better, man. Like I wasn't getting the results. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't getting the results. And, and part of that was her and part of that was me. Um, I, I eventually went to a therapist who started holding me accountable for the things that I was doing. So I, it was almost like, well, if I, if I want to be serious about this and getting better, then I need to be serious about this and to get better. Um, but when you going back to your original question is what is that important message? And honestly, a lot of time, you know, most days it's okay today, I'm just going to be a little bit better. Um, I have, and, and I said this during my, my, my segment during yesterday, I tried in the past, the do it all at once thing. Yeah. And it never works because you, it's like scooping up all the laundry, all your dirty laundry that you have, you know, like, uh, you're a young guy, you, you know, you may, you actually seem like you're on top of things. So you probably don't have this, but I admit that when I was in college, when I knew it was when to do laundry, when I could barely walk over it, you know, like it was so big, but you try to pick up all that and socks and, you know, underwear yeah. and everything is starting to fall out of your arms. And that's what would happen is I would try to scoop everything up at once. I'm like, I can do this. And then realize I couldn't do that. So what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's kind of like overwhelming, but back to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, you know, I went to start going to this new therapist and we started talking and um, starting to make the realization that maybe what I need to be doing is picking up one thing at a time. So mm. I, I, I started doing that. And, you know, one of the very first things I started doing was my wife and I started making uh, time to go in the morning and uh, go to the gym Four, you know, we started out three times, we up to four times, we were going to get up to five times, then we had a baby. But, um, but, it's okay. but, you know, like, and I'm talking about like waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm not a morning person, but I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and we would go to the gym. And all of a sudden, like once I started doing that and I had that under control, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I can start doing something else. And then I picked up something else. And that was, and all of a sudden things started happening, you know? Um, so for me, just each day, I'm just trying to get a little better. And believe me, there are some days when I'm going to bed, I'm saying, "Okay, that day, uh, it didn't it didn't go quite as well as I was hoping today." And uh, tomorrow, we're just going to be a little bit better. Steady improvement. I like, you know, I like that. And just a quick follow up. Uh, now, did you have this depression pre marriage or uh, post? Like, like oh, as you're currently, in? I, it is something that I have been suffering since I was uh, in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, it just wasn't diagnosed until um, after I got out of college. Actually, it was like during college. It was be I, I was when I began uh, going to people, going to counselors and therapists in order to get diagnosed. So and you know, I, I like the fact that you're bringing this up, though, because I I, I think I respond to your post yesterday. Uh-huh. It's good though that you're being vulnerable because when you're being vulnerable, I feel like you'll get that reach. You know from the community and just in your everyday life, you saw a change that, Hey, maybe my therapist isn't working and you kind of use family support too with your wife. And obviously now your kid, and now you're starting to do things more passionately together or you're, you're, I'm seeing as you grow on anchor, obviously I don't know you personally well, but as on anchor, I see you, you're, you're kind of breaking out that shell. Would you say that? Like you're just breaking out of the shell each day and improving just a little bit at a time? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, and I think that's something that people can kind of, can kind of go with is that they can, they don't have to, again, you don't have to do everything at once. You can, you know, start to make, you know, just reach out to one or two people and then slowly build, you know, your, your desire. Cause I, I think that's, what's going to happen is I think the more people you start talking to, the more people you're going to yeah. want to talk to. 
Um, and, and I think that that's pretty evident. Uh, and I think the community is very welcoming of new people who are willing to, you know, like put themselves out there, you know, and, yeah. uh, and that's definitely something for me that is a challenge. I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, fully admit that that is a challenge for yes. me because I am, I, I, I'll admit that I am worried that people will not like me. I, I don't really understand why, because I, I know a lot of people who like me. Um, yeah. I don't like, I don't mean to sound uh you know um uh, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of but uh sorry I got distracted um it's all good <laughs> uh, but you know egotistical that's the word I'm looking for I didn't want to sound egotistical but uh yeah I mean I I think I'm a I think I'm a pretty likable guy in fact that's really? kind of how my <laughs> that's how my uh my wife kind of that's how I, she came home drunk and we were on I am and she was like, well, you know, you're a likable guy. And I'm like, so you like me? And she's like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. No, I mean, uh, that's good, though. You know, I like how we're keeping the good times rolling. And uh, as you can tell, guys, Brian, he's here for the community. And that's great. You know, don't be don't be afraid. And I think the message here is don't be afraid if you have. You know, I'm not sure. Is it your chronic depression or just kind of on and off? So what they, 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 it's kind of diagnosed as severe, as severe clinical depression. Okay. But all right, I understand now. So if, whether you have any type of depression, guys, uh, this goes for the world, I guess. Don't be afraid to, like to ask, you know, ask someone, talk privately. There's so many great features technology has given us. And we'll talk about that in a couple of questions that you can just connect so fast and, it's a beauty that we have people around us to support. So I, 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 I would encourage people, you know, even if it's, you know, just a few minutes, if you want to talk, you give me a call and we'll, uh, we'll talk. Um, I'll be happy to talk to anybody that wants to, wants to reach out. And absolutely. That's a great message to have. Let's be open with each other, which is awesome, Brian. I appreciate that. Appreciate that really, uh, you know, personal and vulnerable insights for sure. All right. So question seven. What is your current occupation now? Uh, so I am a business systems analyst. A business systems analyst uh, is, <laughs> it's funny because it ends up being a position I had no idea existed until I started doing it. But uh, I, I, essentially when people, my, so my mom goes, I don't know what you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to sum it up, I'm going to use an analogy. I'm, uh, I'm an interpreter. So there are okay. individuals who are subject matter experts. They are the people who uh, know, you know, benefits, human resources, whatever it is that they, they know, but they don't understand how the technology works. And on the other side, you have developers who, while some may be, you know, they, they may be able to talk to people. A lot of times there are many, many out there who are unable to kind of communicate properly with, uh, people who are non-tech people, they kind of use language that's, oh, you know, like so technical and in the weeds that they may lose those people. So as a business systems analyst, it's my job to take the words that are coming out of the subject matter experts mouth and turn that into technical language that the, te that the developers can understand so we can have, you know, so you can build something. So, uh, for instance, this latest, uh, um, you know, calling with friends, say I, okay. I would say I was working at Anchor. You know, you have the, they were like, okay, well, all right, we would like it so, like, everybody could, you know, talk together. And, and then the developers are like, well, what do you want us to do? And they're like, well, make yeah. it so they talk together. And you're like, and they're like, what, what, <laughs> what features would you like to see? Yeah, yeah. And so it would be my job to then be like, okay, I'd work with the, the subject matter experts and be like, okay, do you want them to be able to have a conversation longer than five minutes? You would like them to be able to ha invite people, you know, invite certain people first, and then it does this, then it does this, and then go to the developers be like, okay, here's what they're looking for. Here's the workflow. Here's, you know, here's how the app works today. You know, like, let's get from, you know, where, what, where it is today to what they want. And uh, so that is kind of what my job is. That's well, good. I like that. And, and you know, kind of interpreting and just a quick follow-up. Uh, would you say the team aspect is working in the communication is huge in your job? Oh my gosh, dude. It is, uh, is it everything? <laughs> it's, it's basically everything because, um, a lot of times the subject matter experts have an idea of what they want, but they don't know exactly what they want. 
um, you know, they, you know, they want, they, they, a lot, a lot of times their idea is, well, just, they point the screen and they go, make it do the thing. (laughs) And you're like, okay, that's vague. Uh, And the developer's like, we can't do anything that's called a thing. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay. So then it's sort of like bringing these two groups together and trying to get them to hash it out because, you know, the, you know, obviously the subject matter experts, they want everything, yeah. you know, and the developers, um, not that they want to do as little as possible, but they, they, they're like, we have to stay within the constraints of the system, you know, like, you know, if, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, say they're working in, you know, uh, you know, Java, they can't do things that Java can't do. So when, you know, if the, you know, the subject matter experts are asking for 10 points and two of those points just can't be done. Like, and they're like, well, you don't want to do it. No, no, no. Like they physically cannot be done in this system. We would have to do something completely different. And then, so you kind of, so there's some negotiating also. It's like, okay, let's drop parts nine and 10 and then we'll go further on parts one and two, you know, or something like that. So there's, uh, so communication is, is, is key uh, throughout my position. Yeah, and definitely trying to, you know, sell your position too and just negotiate. That's absolutely, that's your business side. So yeah, that's a good, that's good. You know, I never, I never thought of somebody, you know, just as interpreting would be, you can do all areas, you know, that's good that you brought that up. Like you're here for the tech world, but you're also kind of have so many skills underneath that you have to develop too, as you go. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. And especially like, um, documentation is also a part, so you have to do writing as well. So you have to write well and be able to speak well and have that inner, like, have, be able to have those interpersonal relationships on both sides of the table because otherwise, it, uh, let's just say it goes very poorly. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that for sure. So let's well, try to... to. To give you an idea, I, I once yeah. watched a, a poor, poor communications between the two groups. And literally watched a two hundred thousand dollar project go right in the toilet. Oh, and you're just sitting there. You're like, uh, and they brought me in at the very end, and we're like, "Well, how do we fix this?" And I'm just like, "I gotta go because I, <laughs> I don't." That's a classic. Oh, like, look at my watch, and they're like, "You're not wearing a watch." I don't know, but it says I have to go. <laughs> yeah, it must be like the awkward situation. For oh, sure. it was. It was. It was definitely one of those situations where I went to my boss after that, and, I, and they was like, "Well, what can we do?" And I went, "Start over." Like, I, I was like, "I don't know what you want me to do." Nothing in there is workable. Yeah, it's, you're not the miracle worker, so I understand what you're saying for sure. It's like, what do you do here? So, yeah, it definitely sounds like communication. It's uh it's a hundred percent or, you know, if you don't communicate, you might as well go somewhere else. That's a, yeah. that's a good point and, for and sure. You know what? And just to reiterate a point that I made yeah. to you earlier uh, today in a segment, um, you know, during my last couple of semesters in college, oh, I yeah. took classes called systems analysis and design. And uh-huh. no joke. I use that. Ev- those two classes, I use those every single day in my job. Wow. So there's, there's the, there's the picking the classes well uh, theory. Like, hey, I, I needed that in real life, and you kind of saw vision. It's that's cool. It's like tunnel vision for sure. Yep, it was awesome. All right, so question eight. Uh, you know, kind of back to the technology landscape. How has the environment of today's world changed since the technology's enhancements? So I, I, I have to admit, this might have been one of the harder questions because. Like, right off the bat, I'm like, okay, well, if you start with, like, say, the printing press, right, um, <laughs> you had a bu- – well, you know, you had uh, very few people who were literate, and part of that had to do with, you know, you couldn't let, like, common folk read books because they had to be done by hand. You know, I mean, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, then, the yeah. Book of Kells is a beautiful transcribed Bible, except, good Lord, you can't let anyone touch – I mean, like, think, you know, like, think about the – the paints being smudged by, you know, dirty, grimy hands of commoners, you know, not that there's anything wrong with commoners, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, that's a priceless work of art. Uh, so the printing press, you know, was a technology that changed, you know, changed the world because it, it, yeah. it helped us become a literate society. So that's one thing I love about technology is it's continuously um, you know, changing. Yeah. It's continuously making us evolve. 
So, you know, personal computers changed, you know, how things happened in the home. And now, you know, like we, now you have like the internet of things and that is changing everything from, you know, uh, my daughter knows that when we walk into yeah. our bedroom that I say, Alexa, turn on the lights and it turns on the light next to her bed. Wow. Like she knows that's a thing. Like she knows that that is something that I do, um, that there is this kind of disembodied voice that comes from this little device and in her room. It's something that, you know, which obviously you and I did not have when we were children, right? No, no way. <laughs> you know, my, you know, like my night, like, like my light was, you know, the light above, the, yeah, it was a nightlight, you know? Um, so it, it's a, it, it's an amazing thing that how it changes our lives. And it, it, I mean, think about it. I'm like, it's changing the way that I parent from the way <laughs> yeah. my parents raised me. Uh, so it's, uh, to me, uh, it's it's sort of this weird loaded question because you're like, oh my god, I don't even know where to start. Uh, <laughs> yes. So many great things, and, and uh, you know the the globalization. And I understand that there are some people who are very hesitant about globalization, yeah, and I understand I that. Yeah. I, I understand where they're coming from, but on the other hand, how else are we going to move forward? I mean, I I, I love sci-fi shows, and a lot of times you know, we're all one society at that point, you know, in the 24th, 25th century, you know, we're all just one human people. And I would like to get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're flying in space and, you know, discovering new worlds and not worrying about, you know, you know, whether or not Russia is, you know, hacking our elections and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, which again, part of technology is taking the good with the bad. Yeah, so yeah. I get to, I get to have a conversation with people in LA uh, through anchor. I get to have, you know, conversation. I send, uh, you know, uh, call-ins to, you know, Paul over in, in Ireland or, you know, I mean, there are people from Japan and China and it's great all yeah. throughout the world. There are people on anchor and I get to talk to them. That's now that, that's amazing. Now, does that mean that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of parts of social media that we could use some work on. <laughs> yes. I, I think it's something that, you know, you and Nick Diaz and Nats and Bright Beautiful World just talked about just the other day about trolls. And yeah. one, of the, one of the reasons it doesn't really work here, it has to do with the voice aspects of trolls. But, um, you know, those people are on, you know, they're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. They're on uh, Facebook. Twitter. Exactly. So they're on these social media platforms and that's part of the bad that's going to come with the good of being a global society. And yeah, it's kind of the globalization aspect. And it just, it's just hard to believe how crazy, you know, the year 2000, like I, I was just, a, you know, very little to say that. And then <laughs> let's just say I, I was maybe a year or two. That's it. I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm like thinking my, like I had thought about this earlier today. I was like, I'm like, you know, when I was graduating college, like Kevin was starting school. Not even (laughs) in 2000. Yeah. I I was, uh, I wasn't even in school yet. See, that's crazy. You know, it's crazy to think that we're having this comp, but it's a great thing that we're having this conversation and, and it doesn't matter what age you are, where you are, it's so many great things. And I was going to do, as I heard that quick follow-up, does this fit your personality? You know, just evolving each and every day. Yeah. I, I well, I think it does because, um, I am getting, you know, one of the pro like, again, one of the problems with a, with a platform like Facebook or Twitter is you really start getting insulated into your echo chamber. It's just, right. Yeah. It, and it's the way people work. It's how it, it's how people are in truth. That's how societies work. A lot of times is you group up with the people you feel safest with. And, you know, it's been like that since we were, you know, roaming the earth and didn't know how and barely had fire, but I get exposed to new voices every day, you know, just hearing opinions that I've never heard before or didn't think of, you know, talking about things in a way I hadn't thought about. And you're just like that because then I'm learning because that to me is one of the most important parts is the learning aspect. For sure. 
Um, there are so many people out there who just, you know, there, there is right now a push for anti-intellectualism in our world. And I think that we, as a society need to stop that because that is, that lead, you know, like those are the kind of thoughts that lead to book burning and, you know, and, and I, I realize I'm using a very extreme example, um, but it's reality. There is, there is nothing about learning that's bad. Like no. I understand it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. You're not going to like that part. I totally get that. I don't like feeling uncomfortable, but, but if I don't get those, you know, differing views and I don't begin to feel uncomfortable, then I don't grow as a person. Then what, what, then why, why am I here? Yeah. You, it's almost kind of like you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable spot to get the best out of life, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's true. Learning, learning is power. As they say, knowledge is power and everything you learn. Well, maybe, maybe you have a different view on it and, you know, I'm not, let's just use any, any platform. You might see something you like or just something on the internet. But let's say you wanted to hear another opinion, and that's the great thing about just the environment of technology. There's like a million opinions out there, whether it be voice or just, you know, a comment. And you can react to it in so many ways. It's just a fascinating theory for sure. And one of the great things about Anchor is, you know, someone makes a comment and whether you disagree, you agree or disagree, there is the opportunity that you can call into that person and be like, I didn't entirely understand what you meant. Could you expound on what you said? Because I would like to understand better. And I think uh, yeah. that those kind of conversations will lead to the betterment of all of us. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like we're getting, we're getting our feelings out there. We don't have to be like, you know, all, hashtag blah 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 you know kind of we're kind of spin negative thoughts we're kind of saying hey let's just take a time just to explain a little more and they'll be happy to do it and that that's the great thing about this community it's yeah. like you, you, they're just so open and they'll be willing to do it because they know that's what you would do for them it's kind of like that respect element too which uh yes it's, under, it's, a, it's a huge part yeah it's underneath there but we move into question nine we it seems like it's been a theme of the show uh will anchor and what we're going to say just in the next couple of years, become a model for a new social media startup that has a dream to make an impact in the audio world. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I get, I, I, I'm a little nervous about this answer because I, I, I I'm, I'm a little afraid of, of how you're going to take it, but I'm going to say yes and no. And here's okay. why. Um, yes. I think that anyone who's going to get, who's going to be a startup into the audio space has to look at anchor and has to look at anchor in a way to see what they're doing well, you know, look at, you know, the kind of, um, you know, customer base that they have, how, you know, like how they're introducing, you know, people to each other, how the community works and they need to take all those things and wrap them into, because there are so many positives oh, yeah. to anchor. And so you, as a, as a business, you would have to look at Anchor just just like you would have to look at any other platform that has to do with delivering audio, but you definitely would have to look at Anchor because it's looking at audio in a different way than many of the other platforms. So in that term, yes. But in, the, in another term, I, I almost want to say no because uh -huh. I, I, I want them to come up with a new concept on their own. Like I want it to be something completely different, if nothing else, than to be able to experience, um, you know, because if nothing else, competition breeds um, innovation, right? Mm -hmm. So if they see what Anchor's doing and they go, okay, well, you know, I was kind of thinking about doing it this way. They can look at the great things that Anchor's doing and then maybe they can innovate and come up with something completely brand new yeah. that will be even you know, I'm not saying greater, but, you know, would be a com competition and maybe Anchor then says, oh, my gosh, you know, we company, hey, yeah. they, yeah, they did, they're doing this. We got to do something like that. And they take the good things that they're Healthy doing yep. and, they, yeah, and then they come out with something even greater. And then the company, and, and, you know, it goes back and forth. And you know who you know who gains on that? We do. Yes. And we as the people who are consuming these these applications, we're the ones that get to the benefits of that. So. The answer, I, I feel like the answer is a little bit yes and no. 
No, and that's a fair point. You know, not even a consumer, a creator too. And yeah. it's great because let's say company A, let's say, I don't know, blah, 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 is like, okay, I want to put this update out. Anchor will be like, no, we have something better. It's kind of like a like one of those great tennis matches. It's boom, boom, boom. We're serving it back and forth, and, right. and we're only improving each day. So it's a very good point. I think I think I think a lot of t- a lot of people will start to look at this, not just companies, but let's say just even you know established now, established people for sure. Yeah, I mean, you wonder you wonder what other like the more that anchor gains steam, you know and. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I realize what I, I realize what I said. It, there was the pun was not really intended, but uh, you know when you're when you're um, it, as it builds, you know you're going to ha- <laughs> let's face it. There are going to be companies like Google and Apple who are going to be looking at this and oh, wondering yeah. what what their response is going to be. So uh, there there's a lot out there that I think can be done and I'm, I'm looking forward to the innovation. And that's one of the things I love about technology is it's con- continuously innovating. Oh, it's innovating every day. And I think, I think as someone of not just my age, but anybody of any age, you have to innovate yourself too. technology forces you to innovate every day. It's not, you can't, you can't be stuck back in the year 2002. I mean, that, that's the, that's the reality. You have you have to be creative. You got to be innovative, and you'll see the results too as you innovate. So it's almost like you have to develop that as a personality. Innovation. Yeah, and 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 I think we have a. I think that one of the nice things is Anchor has that in Spades and their creators. Oh yeah, I think I feel like every creator on here, like at least the ones I know for sure, who I favor, they're innovating every day because they're they're, they're yeah. Oh no! I was just gonna say because uh, you know there was even one thing I did. I forget what I. I, forget, I, I think I I published like two call-ins in a row and then yeah. did a response and and I was like, did I do that right? And people were like, do what you want, you know, like it, come yeah, up with something exactly. new. And I was just like, and I kind of sat there and I was like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing. I mean, people, as long as you put it out there, they're gonna react positively. For now, like I said, we have to hesitate right now. For now, and. It's great. It's almost like you have that free range choice. Like you're like a, you're like an animal on the farm. You have you have everywhere to go. It's great. We're making analogies left and right here. All right, yeah. so, <laughs> all right. So uh, we move to the final two questions. Uh, the typical first question ten. What is your goals in the next five years? You can either answer personally, work, anchor, uh, just with your kid, or all four. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh... We're, uh, we as a family are in a, a, a pretty big state of flux. Uh, my wife has been here at this college for a couple of years, and she's been a visiting professor, meaning she does not have tenure. Um, I, she is in the process of applying to jobs so that we can try to get a tenure track position. And she's applying to jobs all over the country and some in Canada. Um, we're trying to stay on this continent. Um, I, mean, I would be perfectly fine with moving to Europe, but I think um, I think the grandmothers on both sides would plot to um, have us, quote unquote, have an accident uh, so their granddaughter doesn't go away uh, over, you know, like over the pond. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because there was a great job that she applied to in Australia. And I, the look I got from her mother was just like, like, it was like this, not murderous glance, <laughs> like glare, but it was a definite, like, you better not be thinking about taking my granddaughter to Australia. Um, yeah, uh, so, it, right. Yeah. So we're trying, we're, we're, we're going to stay on the continent, <laughs> but uh, I, so my goal would be support her as much as I possibly can in order for her to get that tenure track job that she's looking for. And that would give us an opportunity to kind of settle down a little bit. And once we are able to do that, then I, I feel like I'll be a little bit more able to, and it was something I mentioned in my, in my depression segment was that I'm, I'm not exactly happy in my job. Um, yeah, you I would like to be able to do something where I'm a little bit more passionate, be able to get some intrinsic reward from it, which I understand is not it, but it's something when I really started looking within myself, getting intrinsic rewards from my job was something I really needed as a person personally. And so with that in mind, I need to find something I can do that gives me those intrinsic rewards through my work. Uh, that is something that I have learned myself. Now, it's not for everybody, but I myself have learned that it is important to me. So 
uh, I'm hoping that once we get settled into a new position and she, you know, has is on the tenure track, which for those who are not familiar with, um, at least here in the States, in the university system, uh, you get basically a permanent position. And then you, over the next seven years, you essentially work uh, towards getting this, they call it tenure. A lot of people joke that it's an unfireable position, which <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not, but it's, but it's a very secure like your job is secure after that. Um, so when she would like to get to that position um, of having a nice, secure job in an, in, you're like, and of course I want her to have like a learning environment where she gets along with the students and yeah. gets along with her colleagues and, you know, builds up her personal portfolio and all, all those things. Uh, so I want to support her with that. Then I would like to be able to find a position where I get intrinsic rewards. And of course, you know, basically, um, you know, not kill my daughter. Uh, that would be, I would like her to be healthy. And, uh, you know, cause <laughs> you start worrying about the strangest things when you become an, when you become a parent, like you're like, okay, all right, I need to make sure she doesn't die today. <laughs> oh Good. My okay. Okay. Check. And then, and then you start thinking about the, then you start thinking about the super external things, you know, yeah. you're like, okay. Um, how do I teach her to be, you know, to think critically because I, and I'm sure you, you know, you see, you probably see this every day in college. Yeah. You know, there there are people who, you know, they just answer the questions as they come, and they don't really think about it, and they don't think critically in order to solve problems. I have to think critically every day to solve problems at my job. So I and I and I know people at my work, and they're very nice and they're wonderful people, um, and I enjoy working with them. But they cannot think critically. They can yeah. only follow the instructions they've been given. And I don't want my daughter to do that. I don't want, I don't want her to feel stuck in, you know, a position where, you know, she can't figure out how something works or, you know, my parents pushed me into a job. Like they, they pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to like get a job that paid very well. Like that was something now, mind you, I and mean, it has to do with a, our socioeconomic background. It has to do with, I was a first time, I was our first, you know, first generation college, college student. Yeah. Um, so they, that was something that they wanted for me and, uh, they pushed and they pushed and they pushed and, and I allowed it to happen. And th that's a whole nother thing we can, yeah, we can talk about some other day. Um, but I don't want my daughter to feel that way. I want her to feel that she has all the opportunities in the world. And if she wants to be an artist, you can be an artist. If she wants to, you know, be a neurosurgeon, be a neurosurgeon. If she wants to be a garbage person, you know, like not, you know, like yeah, not a, a sanitation worker, then she can be a sanitation worker. That is something that she can, any, any of those things. And if she wants to do, that's fine. Now, if she wants to be a country music star, we might have <laughs> a little bit issue, but no, I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but, uh, but all, you know, like all joking aside, I want her to see everything out there as an opportunity, you know, and, yeah. and, and that is like, like, I'm not joking, man. Like you, I go to bed at night and I'm like thinking to myself, like, oh my God, did I screw her up today? And, 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 you know, like, like, is, is she not going to be able to do all the things that she wants to do? And I'm like, she's like 15 months old, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but this thing, is what yeah. I worry about. This, these are the things that I worry about. Uh, so that is, you know, that's, that's it. As far as anchor goes, oh, yeah. I don't think I have a plan. I, I think, I think I'm going to stick to being a very adaptable person. And I think I'm going to enjoy, um, I think I'm going to enjoy investing in the relationships that I'm building here. And someday you and me and, you know, Nick Diaz and Nods <laughs> and, and, you know, the crazy Asian and whomever, we're going to have a panel and we're going to be at AnchorCon, oh, you know, AnchorCon 2020. Yes, and uh, we're going to have a panel and uh, we're going to talk about what it was like starting in 2.0 and starting, you know, like, like, what was it like when uh, we got calls with friends? You know, like, like that's oh, what we're going to talk about. So uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait. That's, that's what I, that's what I want to do. Oh, man, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, it sounds like um, I'm not no. I'm just I'm just a kid, you know, a young, young adult, and uh, sounds like parenthood is very stressful, and you have to worry about so many things. That is this right? Is this good? Is this you know? It's kind of like you have like that million things jogging in your mind kind of deal. And yeah, it sounds like uh, you know you ha you might have some family ties too. Try to stay in the continent. So I understand you're kind of going through a lot, and 
Now you live in uh, Kentucky, right? So you're kind of like in the. I do. I live in Central Kentucky currently. Yes. So you're kind of you're kind of like in the kind of like the heartland, like more of the Midwest, Southeast border. And you know, I, I understand it's it's t- times are tough, and you try to try to make the most of what you got. And yep. just trying to protect your daughter in a way of, you know, you can do anything you want. You don't have to worry about, you know, any problems down the road, health-wise, or just, you know, financially, which is very respectable. And then, yes, of course, if we ever do get the call, AnchorCon 2020, I would, <laughs> of course I would love to be on a panel. That'd be, that'd be epic, you know. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because uh, you just never know, though, because this app is so, br- is so brand new. You may you may see that you, you just don't know, but uh, if anchor, any, well, go back to you. Oh no no, I was just gonna say I'm like you know because we just a couple of weeks ago we had TwitchCon you know and who thought that Twitch TwitchCon, would become yeah. big enough big enough to have an entire like event, right? Mm-hmm. And so if if Twitch can have an event like that over a weekend, why couldn't Anchor? And, you know, some yeah. point in the future, and who knows. Right? Anything's possible. I mean, that, yeah. that, that announcing yeah, Anchor announces Anchor 4.0 oh. at AnchorCon 2020. There you go. I'm calling it now. Somebody write it down. All right. I'm going I'm <laughs> to write that down or I'll put that in a transcribable video. All right. <laughs> uh, AnchorCon, if you're listening, you're out there. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, all joking aside, sounds like you got some great plans, Brian, for real. And uh, I'm looking forward and I'll, I'll be definitely. Uh, by your side in the future for sure. Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so we move on to the final question, the bonus question. What is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you that we haven't already got from this interview? And as a side note, it could also be a fun fact. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to go with the fun fact, and uh, I'm, I'm bringing it back to okay. something I talked about in like the very beginning of the episode, and that is that I was playing Puzzle Pirates, and um, they decided, a bunch of people decided they were going to get together and have like a party. And so my buddy at the time was like, I need to drive from Chicago to Pittsburgh and I don't want to do it by myself. So I need you to go with me. And I said, yeah, I don't know if I want to go and meet new people or whatever. And and he was like, no, you're going. Okay. So we pile in, so we pile into a car and we drive, you know, across three States, you know, wake up, get there right, right at the beginning of the morning. And um, uh, that day, I sat next to a woman and I said, oh, oh you know, uh, my buddy, his name is Teddy. I'm like, oh, you know, Teddy said that uh, you and your roommate were thinking about moving to Chicago. I think it's great. She's like, oh, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, you know, like, where are we guys thinking about moving? And I talked yeah. about different neighborhoods in Chicago. And I talked about and, and I, I went on for about like three or four minutes, like just talking about things. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, so where are you got? It's like, what are you what are you thinking about? And she's looking at me and she goes were you saying something? <laughs> and I just like, in, in, you know, like you feel your heart and your heart just drops. It's just like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, like, Oh my God. Um, and then after that, we go to, we, like we go as a huge group to dinner. We go to a golden corral, which is a large buffet place. Yes. Yeah, and I'm talking to her and I'm trying to like chat her up and I buy her dinner and we go, we get our food, and she goes and sits with other people. Oh, my God. That woman is my wife. Oh, my God. I met, I met my wife through a video game, uh, you know, indirectly, but, I mean, basically we played the same video game, and uh, we met at a party, and, uh, you know, that was, in, that was Labor Day of 20, uh, 2005. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and now we're married and have a child, and... All from a video game. So, <laughs> it, all right, guys. Well, I just learned there is the power of video games, right? You know, just just through, I mean, it doesn't matter what year. Brian's your guy when it comes to video games, and he's the, he's he's the, he's got the hookup for sure on anybody. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, man, that's a crazy story for sure. I didn't know how to react to that. I was like, wait, you know, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I knew you said like in the beginning of the episode you're going to bring that back. I thought for sure maybe question nine, maybe with the technology or you know, but that, that that's crazy. That's a crazy uh, meetup for sure. Yeah. All right, Brian, I'd like to say thank you for taking the time out of your you know busy night or just your schedule to come on the Anchor Nation. But before we go, would you like to DM your social media? I, I would. Um, so you can find me on Twitter as Quiglin. It's Q-U-I-G-L-I-N. Uh, you can, I, I, I do admit that I am not on Instagram. 
but uh, you can find me in the Anchors a Wave uh, <laughs> Facebook yes. group. And um, if you want, I also have a separate podcast that's just about video games. It's called Starting Point, and it's on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Uh, and tune in. And also, guys, for those of you who don't know, my mental download on Anchor, Brian, definitely a great station to, to follow. And Brian, I'd like to say thank you for your time once again for just being here and really share, sharing your insight. It was a very insightful interview, I got to say. And to those thank that- you so much for having me. I really appreciate being on with you today. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. And to those in Anchor Nation land, really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, and have a great night. I'd like to shout out Brian and my mental download. Really appreciate him taking time out of his day and night to do the interview. It was very insightful, very thoughtful, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Anchor Nation. I'm Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. If you would like to have an interview with me or want to talk about something, please feel free to email me at kevintouch093 at gmail.com. Or if you have a story you want to share or tell an opinion, please make sure it is an epic side of content so I can view it on your station. And as always, thank you for listening to all the episodes and enjoy.